Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Women's Running Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Newman, and in this episode, I'm having a chat with Nell McAndrew, who just happens to be gracing the cover of our January issue right at this very minute. Have you got your copy yet? We are so chuffed to have bagged Nell on our cover. Now, you might remember Nell from back in the 90s when she transformed into Lara Croft and ended up on many a bedroom wall. But these days, she's better known as a marathon and fitness superstar. She bagged an impressive marathon sub-3 PB back in 2012 at the London Marathon and has continued to run and strength train and inspire the rest of us since then. I talked to her about what it's like to run when you're a well-known person and also how she started in the first place. And now that she's in her 40s, we also talk about why it's lovely to run for running's sake rather than chasing a PB all the time. She talks to me about running for charities that are close to her heart, wanting to run parkrun when she's 80, and how her training for a marathon would be a whole lot different these days, now that she knows more about nutrition. She's an absolute legend on Instagram, and I have loved being inspired by her fitness sets during lockdown, and her unwavering enthusiasm for the joy of the run. You'll be inspired too, just you wait. Please rate and review us wherever you listen to your podcasts. These reviews mean the world to us and really help us to keep this podcast going. And if you love our podcast, you will adore Women's Running Magazine. And this January, you can bag a membership to our brilliant mag for just two ninety nine a month. Two ninety nine. I mean, that's cheaper than a large Americano. Not saying that you have to give up the Americano. Have both. But get the mag. Honestly, you will totally love it. Promise. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter the code JAN22WRPOD at the checkout. Happy running. Thank you so much. I can't believe you've had to go to all that trouble. 
Oh no, that's just that's always the way. If, I, if ever if ever I've got something arranged, you can guarantee that like there's all the odds against me. Um, yeah, and then all the other days it'll be absolutely fine. You know, it'll run really smoothly. But you know, that's life. <laughs> I can't believe you're sitting in your car. But uh, thank you, thank you so much for coming on. I really, really appreciate it. I know it wasn't. I know it was. Um, when I was talking to Sue and she was like, oh, she's not sure about podcasts and stuff like that. No, so no, I'm not. No, and I don't normally do any, any podcasts at all. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's easy to talk about running because I love it so much. So it is, isn't it? I, do you know what I really, have you ever been to the national running show by any chance? Yes. Well, I've spoken there twice. I've been a speaker on the stage, on the, on the main stage, which I found really daunting at first. And I was really worried about it. I was really nervous. And then I just thought to myself, everybody there is going to want to be interested. They're interested in running or they're already running or they want to start running. So, yeah. so really, I'm in a room full of like-minded people. You know, what have I got to be you know, worried about or nervous about? And, and it, it proved me right. It was just a real buzz because everybody that wanted to speak to me afterwards after I'd spoken just all wanted to talk about running so that was easy then you couldn't stop me and and I was interested in them as well just as much as they were like you know said they were motivated by listening to me um I I actually was really interested to know what their running situation was you know what were they up to what were they running to you know what was their next challenge or what why did they start running or um so it was really nice just to just to chat to people really yeah I I absolutely loved it for um exactly that reason because I'm so I'm so used to sort of sitting next to someone like at dinner or whatever and you start talking about running and you can see them sort of glaze over but to to be in a room of people where everyone loves running but they're all very 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 different you know there was I was sat next to there was a guy that had been running across America but you know next to a colleague of mine that had just done her first 5k and it was you know the enthusiasm from both was just amazing I love that yeah and and then and those old well I I met some a few people who would say started up little running groups things like that to try and encourage people in their local communities to start running yeah really nice so it's it's a really encouraging motivating place to go I think if you're feeling a little bit unsure about maybe you know where, where to even get kit or anything like that or just just to just to be in a room so you like you say we can chat to other people who share the same passion so it's definitely a good place to go is the national running show it's lovely isn't it? yeah and I think it's um also probably full of the happiest people I think I've ever <laughs> met because it's just sort of like it's just heavy with endorphins isn't it because everyone yeah. being for a run that morning or they're going to go for a run that afternoon or you know <laughs> so it's yeah great. it is it's really nice everybody just sharing their stories and their experiences um yeah yeah, yeah really great it's lovely um, well look thank you so much for joining me on the podcast I really really appreciate it um and I was doing I did I've done loads of research on you because I wanted to ask you questions that I want to know the other, but I mean it's all about running you know um but my, like the first question that I've always wanted to ask you since like you know we have knew that you were going to be a cover star for women's running which obviously must be a highlight of your career um but the, the fun thing that came to me was I mean you're famous you know you're in the public eye so do you ever get spotted when you're out running and is that off-putting um, sometimes but to be honest with you I'm usually just in my zone and I, I, I run on my own and most of the time and 
because then I feel I can be more flexible. I can just be spontaneous and think, right, I can go now. You know, I've got chance. I'm going to do it now and just swap and change um, to suit me rather than if I've got to, if I commit to meeting up with somebody to go running, then I feel like I'd be letting them down if I couldn't make it. Or um, I I can't, you know, life's always changing. You know, it doesn't always go to plan. And um, so, yeah, sometimes, but it's, it's to be honest with you, I'm usually just running and I frown quite a lot as well. I can't, when I'm running, I think it's just because I'm concentrating and I'm so focused and thinking about what I've got to do that day or that week. Um, so I probably look quite serious when I'm running and, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm actually not. It's just that I'm just a bit, bit focused and just trying to get through my run, but usually just thinking deep in thought. Um, but yeah, no, and and really like doing the cover for Women's Running magazine has been actually it's a highlight of my career. You're right, because Aww. you know, I've just turned forty eight. <laughs> you know, so what better what better thing to do? You know, it's like to to be on a magazine that's supporting and encouraging women being active, you know, getting outside and just being doing something for them and to make them feel better about themselves and to focus and to to feel like they're achieving something, even if you're not uh, wanting to do big challenges or um you know sign up for events I think that's really important as well to you don't have to do all that you can just run if you want and that's okay and I, and right now actually there's this this point in my life I feel I feel like that I feel I'm surrounded by lots of people who are like they're wanting to sign up to a 10ks half marathons marathons trail run you know really long distance stuff and I'm thinking, actually, I want to strip it right back. And I really want to just focus on parkrun, you know, ticking my parkruns off. I'm on number 97. I want to get to 100. And and then I might just try and focus on trying to um, get my speed back up to on a 10K again. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that will work out better for me right now because I'll be able to fit it into my day without it take, taking up too much time. And um, so, so, yeah, it's just, I think, about making running work for you you know and making sure that it's it's to get the best out of you even if somebody else or everybody else around you have, have got different goals and different aims with their running um it's okay to actually say no I don't fancy doing that event I'm just going to stick to my running because that's working for me right now and anything more than that might be just a bit too overwhelming wear me out too much because I've got too much going on in my personal life to be able to deal with committing to, to other things you know sometimes I think We've got so much to to juggle. You know, we're trying to just balance every single day that that running time. It's nice to be free and not have anything to, you know, you don't have to always be committed to achieving something every single run. It can be just like free time to run your pace, you know, wherever you want. Change, change your route. You don't just set off. See how you feel, you know. Yeah, I totally agree. If you feel like stopping at a hill for a little bit or just to even sit on a bench for like 10 minutes and then start again. And and those are my favourite runs right now, you know, where I just stop, start and just go with the flow and go with how I feel. And then I come back more relaxed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, I, I love that. I think um, I, I feel like I'm, I should be on a mission to get rid of the phrase junk miles. Because I just think it's not junk miles. They're, they're just. Oh, I've never heard of that. Actually. Have you not? No. Oh, well, I, I shouldn't introduce it really, but <laughs> I think it's, it's the concept that, like, say um, over like a, a training period of a week, like one of your runs isn't like hill reps or intervals or whatever, yeah. and you just do like three or four miles easy kind of an easy pace run kind of thing and some people would describe that as junk miles like throwaway miles because you're not achieving anything but it's like that's that's not the point (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> Anything's better than nothing. Anything's better than nothing. And and it's just good. Well, well, that's why I've never heard from them because I count everyone as something, mm-hmm. everything. And I know today I'm going to be stuck for time, so I'll just do what I can, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's. Oh, what was that? What, what are we listening to? Oh, sorry, it was just a siren going past. Shall I just? <laughs> Yeah, to just wait and then carry on. I didn't know, you know what. Sorry. I like leaving all this stuff in. I think. Is it fun. okay? Yeah, all right. It's absolutely fine. Sorry. <laughs> Don't um, worry. And um, yeah, so what was I saying now? I can't remember. You might, <laughs> you might not want to leave this bit in. Um, yeah, I just, I just feel like, especially with everything that's been going on over the past couple of years, I feel like it's just really great you know I, I kept thinking about you know where why did I start running in the first place and I used to always just run on my own I used to just run I never even I used to just time the whole run I'd never time a mile or you know mm. like, I never knew what pace I was going ever and it took me years before I even like really got into even attempting to look at all of that and the, you know and even with gadgets now I never download my um my miles or anything I just use it for that particular time if I want to feel like I just want to see where I'm at am I running a decent pace to, uh, or and um or how far have I run exactly but mm. even that I've, I've actually not been doing that for quite a long time now and I'm really loving it and the more I'm doing it the less I'm kind of <laughs> I'm becoming much more relaxed about how I run and where I run and it's just great I love it I think that's great it's running to feel isn't it you mentioned about um your start in running when did you start running um well I've always uh gosh so long ago now you see um (laughs) I used to just go around the local park Middleton Park and it was just I don't know it maybe take me about 20 minutes and um, and then I'd just focus on getting round one lap and then go home and then get on with whatever I had to do that day. And then I ended up working towards doing two laps. And the, the furthest I ever did was three laps. But that t- took me took me quite a lot of time to build up to. Um, and now, years later, which is, I was trying to work it out, actually. It must be about 30 years. And about 30 years later, there's a park run there. And that's a fantastic. So it... All that you know, all that all those years ago, I would have loved to have had a park from there. Then yeah. you know, so so it's brilliant that all, that it's there now for people who want to be able to run and who don't want to be running on their own and they want a little bit of encouragement, or if they just want to feel a bit safer because they're running as a group and it's and it's in the daytime and it's done and dusted, nice and early before you know before ten o'clock, and then you can just get get on with your day. So so yeah, it was just really my own. Uh, motivation and determination to keep going with it uh, is really what started me off and then I never really got into more running sort of serious distance as in you know like longer distances Mm. until I'd agreed to run the London Marathon and I realized actually this is something that I don't really know about and I've not it's an unknown to me and my friend persuaded me it took her ages to persuade me to go to um to a running club to down to Thames Valley Harriers yeah. And I was so nervous. I remember I, I drove around the North Circular and I was so nervous to go. And I just had like, you know, like jogging bottoms on and just all the kit that you just, you wouldn't probably wear to go running in and that absorb all the sweat and then make you yeah. cold because it just sticks to you. <laughs> and I remember seeing the sprinters on the track look, warming up and just looking <gasps> so sleek and fast in all the tights and but and I and I went in and the group that was doing the like the middle mid to long distance group um, were just so lovely. They were so welcoming, so nice, put me at ease straight away. And I realised that 
actually they just wanted to talk about running and they just wanted everybody to run anybody who they came across they wanted to encourage to run and they wanted to um share their stories and they they persuaded me to join to sign up to do the Reading half marathon so that was my first half marathon that I did because they said it'd be a good way to build up gradually to do the London marathon and um and we all sort of car shared you know we went together and I just remember just struggling to walk back to the car it went really well and I did a really good run but obviously my I just wasn't used to it you know just that being more when you get more consistent with your running you you get used to it your body gets used to it and yeah. you recover quicker so and you get to know your body really well and um but it was an amazing experience so that so really it's thanks to them for setting me up on that that path really and maybe taking away even the the worry about you know signing up to an event like a half marathon because that could be quite daunting if you've never mm. done it before and you don't really know anybody you know close to you who's done one before either it's finding a group of people who you feel you you can trust to um to guide you in the right direction you know and and actually keep pushing you forward and not hold you back you know they want you to do well they want you to go out there but they at the same time they want you to do well in a good way they don't want you to go out and injure yourself they want to try and advise you along the way as well so yeah it's definitely worth looking at if anybody was thinking about joining a running club um to, to give it a try and because you don't have to stay forever I, I didn't I only was with them for a short time because I've moved around an awful lot and um and it, usually it's the evenings and then evenings became a difficult time once I had children the evenings just became a time when I couldn't go out and do things mm-hmm. and um so it's just about finding that group of people that works for you or take advantage of local groups or local it doesn't even have to all be running you know look at local crossfit places that are offering free trials or um you know your local leisure centers anything where it's getting people moving and people active it can only benefit your running you know any movement that you're doing is just going to make your body move more efficiently when you're running i believe yeah yeah i mean i think the camaraderie that and the advice and stuff like you're saying is just is absolutely priceless but you so you went from doing a half marathon to it feels like what lots of marathons did it feel um, like that to you it's just I think it's just they, they were spaced out you know I never did more I didn't do back-to-back marathons it was just it, because the time that you've got to commit to running those extra miles to build up to doing a marathon it, it you know is really time consuming mm. so you've really got to make sure that you can commit to that I think if you want to get the best out of it and also it prevent any injuries as well you want to make sure that you're getting enough rest and that you're eating properly um so yes yeah, so it was just trying to work it into my life really so and then and then I'd had children so like I'd have to miss sort of a year doing doing a marathon or mm-hmm. so really yeah it's just it's just had to work running's had to work around you know my personal life yeah um which is the same for a lot of people yeah yeah so um so your first marathon was that the London Marathon Yes. So I've been really lucky that I think to, that was my first experience of it. And wow, you know, what an experience, yeah. just an emotional roller coaster, and, and just an unknown, would I get to the end? I remember all those thoughts and stood at the start line. I was so, got there so early. So I just, I just hung around the portaloos, you know, just because, <laughs> just in case, because I'd been warned that there'll be big queues and all these, and all this sort of thing. And, and I just wanted to make sure that I could just have that time to just how did I don't it go know, then how did it go on the day about it even oh, right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. um and I remember um and I met uh, Jim McDonald who was he's an ex-professional boxer and he's and he trained you know and he trains people now 
And, and he was chatting to me and he put me at ease. And I remember I was in my bin liner and, and he was just so friendly and so lovely. And he's just like, oh yeah, you know, and you know, it's great. He's, he's, he's so passionate and eager to share any tips and advice and positive thinking and you can do this, don't quit. You know, and he was just, and, he, and then he said to me, um, you know, it, after that first marathon, he said to try and train with him at some point. And I did, I ended up going to train with him before my next marathon and oh, just wow. doing like boxing circuits, going on like little short runs or he'd have me doing little hill reps just with the group of people that he was training at the time and um, and do a bit of pad work and boxing. And I just loved it because he used to, I mean, he's the sort of person he'd get up and he'd do a hundred sit-ups, hundred press-ups, you know, that's just his normal day, you know, <laughs> real boxing mentality. And I, and I just loved it. I really, I, I loved being around him because it was just such a positive, um, motivating person to be around. And, and he was the same with every single person that, it, that it's chatted to. Um, so really that set me off on a good stead, I think, just chatting to people at the start and, yeah just realizing then you just it's just down to you you and the road and you've just <laughs> got to go for it and then it's just you and your thoughts you know you've got to really focus you've got to be determined so you've done if you've done the miles building up to that then it on the day you don't know what how it's going to go you don't know how you're going to feel but you really want to be able to just focus on your pace you know don't get swept away in that wave because you feel like everybody's taking over you you set off and you're like, oh gosh, everybody's going so fast, you know, yeah. and off they go like this. And then, and then you've just got to think, you bet all that comes, I think, with experience of doing marathons more then, because then you get to know how you feel, at what pace you're running. And then maybe, oh yeah, I could go and train a bit more and run a bit faster next time because off you hobble at the end, you know, that, that image of everybody crossing the finish line and you're so relieved and you're so emotional and then you just look at everybody kind of like walking really, they're all the legs have gone stiff and they're just like realise now that it sort of starts to kick in all the aching muscles. But then within, I don't know, within a few days, probably a few hours, you, you think, actually, I could do that again and a bit faster. You know, and, you just, <laughs> and suddenly your whole thought process changes, doesn't it? It really flips from never again, never again to, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this next year, you know. <laughs> and so you you did you did it um, how many times did you do it before you got your kind of mega pb um oh gosh i can't remember you know i'm really, i'm not very good at remembering <laughs> anything um it probably would have been maybe six no about five or six times five five times maybe five times and how many remember. times have you done it in total because i've done i think it's eight i've lost track yeah um yeah, because I've done it. I did three twenty-two for my first marathon. Then I've done two marathons at three ten, or was it? Th- and the one at three oh eight. I've done one with my mum on her debut marathon, which was amazing. She did so well, and she didn't do enough training, but she managed five thirty-five, which was absolutely incredible. I was so worried about her, <laughs> and she did it. Uh, and yeah, it's just. And then yeah, and then I did two fifty-four. Um, and I've done a three, uh, a three fifteen, um, on my last one in two, uh, in 2019. Sorry, mm-hmm. I'm rambling. rambling. No, 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 not <laughs> rambling. We all want to know about times. It's all good. <laughs> but, but that's sad. I mean, they are good and they are important, but at the same time, I'm really chilled out about it because it, to me, it's just, I've, uh, th- I've moved on now and this is my, mm. the stage of my life now. I'm kind of not worried about times, you know, and it's just a really nice, it's kind of gone full circle. To not worrying yeah. about times, to worrying about times, and now I'm not again. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, it might, I, it might, 
I'll, t- I'll change again, you know, in another year or so. But you just got to go with how you feel and what time you can commit to running and and what thing, what things you've got going on in your personal life. Because if you're feeling drained and overwhelmed with, with different things, with family or work, you're really not going to be able to um, run your best and recover well because you might not be getting enough sleep and you've got lots of stress or you yeah. know, different things going on. So it's all about, it's everything really that's going on in your life that really works counts towards how well you'll be able to run yeah yeah I, I thoroughly agree I think um do you know what I thought that was it was quite interesting just looking at your Wikipedia page and it listed all your marathons up to your the PB in 2012 but no other ones and oh, yeah. I was like it's like oh come on she's you know <laughs> you, you've, done, you've done some more math and it, it felt like it felt like that's the kind of that's the general narrative isn't it it's kind of to celebrate yeah. the better and better times yeah rather than the actual experience yeah. so rather than sort of saying oh my you know 315 that's a pretty good time for yeah, a marathon I was really pleased Why with it because well I didn't because I, I knew I'd not been able to train as much as I would have liked to have done you know to be able to get a PB or anything so I just I'd maintained a good fitness and strength and that's so I knew I'd be able to get through I knew I'd be able to you know I was, I was running for Cordwell Children and for um, Alzheimer's Research UK and and it was and, and Cancer Research UK and and it's so really it was about I wanted to make sure I was there I was doing it for the charities and I wouldn't be letting them down and mm. I'd get to the end and be able to you know be, get the sponsorship money to support them so really it was you know each time it, I've always done it for charities I mean really listing I was I was trying to remember all the different charities starting from the first marathon that I did because the first time I did it I ran for four charities because I couldn't I just thought why well, if I'm going to do it I've got to do it for more than one charity because then more charities will benefit and it wasn't even just the amount of money because I've never kept track of the amount of money that was raised it was about raising awareness and making sure that um you know that that people realized that charities needed support so that was mm-hmm. really important to me and I, and I, I tried to remember all of them from the first one was like Cancer Research UK, Lymphoma Association, Deborah, James Tomlinson, the Older Run for All and the, the um, yeah. James Tomlinson Appeal, um, Alzheimer's Research. Oh, that would have been the 10Ks, like um, Leeds 10K mm-hmm. and then the Abbey Dash for um, Help the Aged. Um, Alzheimer's Society, I used to do the Great North Run for, SAFA. Uh, at support our soldiers the body hodges foundation british heart foundation it's just been an endless list but but that's all been I've, I've been able to support all these charities through running and that's brilliant you know i'm really you know it's just i think gosh you know and it's not all been marathons some of them have been race for life 5ks or um 10ks like the leeds abbey dash or the great north run for alzheimer's um Society after the Body Hodges Foundation for Cancer Research UK. So it's been really that's that's been part of my running as well and part of the fuel of getting out there and training. So as much as I love doing it for me and I love the way it feels and I'll always run, you know, that's mm-hmm. just un, un, until I can't run anymore. I want to be able to go and still pop over to Park Run, you know, when I'm 80 yeah. and just toddle around a little bit. It's just, you know, I, I really want to be out there doing it. As, you know I will be volunteering in between but I still want to be able to run it when I'm 80 hopefully yeah. you I know think... that's my that's my goal yeah. <laughs> and I think I think that link with charity it's, it's such an important one isn't it because it, for runners I think yeah. especially I think there's um there can sometimes I think runners can sometimes feel and I'm speaking from personal experience here um that running for a charity can feel like added pressure 
Yeah. But I don't think it should be because um, if you sort of flip the coin and think about the times when like you've donated to charities and stuff where people yeah. have run, like you don't think anything of it, do you? You just think, oh, brilliant. This is a chance for me to donate to that really deserving charity. That's great. You don't think, oh, you know, what if they walk the last kilometre? Yes. <laughs> you never yeah. think Well, actually, just this morning I was watching on the... Um... I was watching Kevin Sinfield, you know, running for a borough and, and you're just like, wow, you know, that was, it's emotional watching yeah. somebody, you know, again, through running, you know, he's been able to raise so much awareness and so much money to, to for such a great cause to help so many people. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, and, and, it, and a lot of times people are running for personal, you know, that's his best friend, you know, and he's running mm-hmm. to support him and everybody else affected by that, you know, by M and D. And for me, like when I initially started supporting Cancer Research UK, um, I'd already been supporting them anyway. And then it was just by coincidence that my dad was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Um, it was T-cells non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and he was given a 50-50 chance of survival. And he had, um, you know, he had his tumour removed and he had chemotherapy. And and then you realise, you know, like that all that support by meeting like the scientists and the research, you know, the research team, um, that the money that is raised by all these different events is what goes to trying to find the, the treatments and the cures and the support for everybody because they can't get that funding from the government. So it's just, so it's really important. And sometimes, like you say, you know, it's really, it, it can be an added pressure because you, sometimes there's so many targets set for the fundraising and that's mm. really difficult. It's not easy to ask people over and over again to support you to raise money for charity because everybody's got their own charities that they want to support and sometimes people are supporting charities without you even realizing it they're doing it really quietly and that's what how they want to do it and so I just always feel that like it's best not to have a a limit I appreciate they've got to be able to cover the cost of say a marathon place or however you know however the system works but I always feel really bad and I to to set a particular target because I always just think anything's better than nothing and that yeah. every little counts and even if it's like 50p or a pound you know it's just it's something so yeah I, I do appreciate that to take on say for example the London Marathon and have to commit to raising whether it's two or three thousand pounds that's a huge amount of money mm. to have to raise for people so yeah I don't know where that's going to go in the future because I think it is becoming um a big pressure I think for a lot of people and maybe stopping some people signing up to do it um maybe yeah perhaps I think and London Marathon that's a that's a really good point in question really isn't it because um I think you know because of Covid and um and that you know the awful kind of 18 months that we've just had that you know, I think a lot of non-runners didn't realise that not having a London Marathon was going to affect anyone apart from the runners that are trained for it. You know, not realising that actually London Marathon raises a huge amount of of money for loads of charities, obviously through all the fundraising that, that we do as runners um, yeah. and that they do in terms of their kind of marketing of it and stuff. It's just, it's so, so important. And yeah. To have that taken away, to have all races taken away. I mean, it wasn't yeah. just London Marathon, was it? It's things like Great North Run. Great Run um, Series, yeah. I mean, that's huge, yeah, covering the whole country. Absolutely massive. And with that taken away, that's that's a, a, a lifeline to so many charities, particularly like little ones that have got no yes. kind of income and stuff. So it's, I think it's like it's even more important now, isn't it? Like for, yeah. for this coming year, for people to, to fundraise where they can, I think. Yeah, um, yeah. But, but anyway, I... I um, 
what I want to know about because sorry because touched, no, no 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 I want to know about all of this but um your 2012 marathon your your PB yes what I want to know is so you did this in, amazing time what how was your training different that year what made you get that speedy Gonzalez you know <laughs> massive PB I did more miles definitely I, I was and I was consistently doing more miles you know so my whole day would focus around you know it would be I was doing my short run I've still got the old diary that I used to jot down it was like a list you know like in between getting my broccoli and my, you know, my, fr- my fruit and veg it was like five miles morning five miles late afternoon you know and, and it'd be, so I'd do it I couldn't do it on an evening because I didn't have childcare. so it would be a case of doing um about five or six miles after dropping my son off at school and then doing the next five um five or six before pick up and get there on time for pick up mm. and in in between I would just stay in my kit and do whatever I needed to do that day luckily I was working from home more so that that worked if I'd have had to been out you know traveling around obviously I wouldn't have been able to do that and I'd sort of made myself count down 12 weeks just to see could can I manage to do these miles and I'd I was following up I'd never followed a plan before not a strict not a strict plan if you like mm. um and I was really trying to stick to it as much as possible but the time that it was um suggesting the finish time was like way ahead of what I was going to finish in but it was just the miles I was looking at I thought can I fit these miles into my week and then see what happens so I was like doing a bit of a, 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 a you know a test on myself like a little guinea pig just thinking right I could, let's tick these off and then we'll just see if it increases my speed it won't make me that fast but it might make me a bit faster and I looked at all the um I, I googled all the searches for discussions about sub three marathons and lots of people were saying that you've got to your long miles your long runs sorry have to add up to 100 miles so I thought, right, okay. So I was like, I didn't know all that up. And I was thinking, can I manage to do that? Because I'd really only before done one or two longer runs, you know, like the 18, 20 mark. And that was it. I'd not yeah. really progressed and done, you know, 22 or 24 mile run, you know. To, in, and I realized that you've got to do those really slowly. I was always trying to do my long runs at the same pace probably as all my shorter runs, you know, just try and be like a machine, you know, out of the door and that's it. I've got to do 15 miles. So, you know, seven minute miles and it doesn't have to be like that. You've really got to vary it. Um, But now I know that, you know, obviously I would have thought about it a lot differently years ago. Um, But um, yes, it was just, I was running on average a, a good 80 miles a week. And then I was doing, like on a Wednesday, I was doing my middle distance run, you know, so I was doing about 15 miles and then that would build up slightly, but just, just one run that day. And then, um, and it was just me and my watch. That was it. Just me and my watch. Just when I, when I was trying to make myself do sort of short speeder, speedier intervals, I'd just set my watch to, to bleep at that time, you know, for however, however many reps and then doing the long run on a Sunday so I'd have to try and get up really early because obviously there'd be like different things going on kids swimming lessons and all sorts so it was trying to really work it around and make sure that I could fit in the miles and luckily I didn't come down with any colds or flus and I was it just seemed to I just ticked it off it was like right week one week two you know and then I I just thought try not to look too far ahead you know you've managed to get this far let's just see how you feel and then I signed up to do bath half marathon to see where I was at and just to see how I felt and I managed to get a a PB half marathon of 121 
And I remember just thinking, wow, that I can't believe I've run that. So it's obviously going well, but that's okay now. But can I maintain that now? And yeah. can it keep going? Because, it, you know, what if you got injured or something happened? And, um, and then I signed myself up for a last minute, um, what was it, like a 10K Vale Gallop, I think it was. And it was just off, off road and, mm. and that went really well. Um, oh, oh, and a horseshoe for that one. So I might have been like first vet lady or something. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was always, that's a nice little perk and gives you a little boost. You know, it's like it really gives you a bit of a positive feeling. Yeah. Um, and so, so yeah, it was just about, you know, gauging just to stick with it, you know, try not to let anything else, you know, d- d- um, distract me, you know, just get through the days, which obviously most weeks anyway, you know, it's school, you know, it's just, you know, cleaning, it's work, you know, and you, so most work, weeks just fly by anyway. Mm. But, um, but I really was kind of wishing that it was the end of the 12 weeks. Um, <laughs> and then I just remember that on the day, it just all went okay and I, I did set off a little bit too fast and then I pulled back a little bit but again I was just seeing how I went I didn't have a coach I didn't have anybody to ask it was just all just how were I feeling um and I got to the end and I felt great I did struggle the, the last few miles I did feel that slow down and that oh wow I've used I've depleted my energy um stores but uh, I didn't have a gel because I'd not really got into having a gels and things. I was still a bit unsure about them. It was what, just, for the whole race? No gel at all? No, I just had um, <sighs> a sports drink diluted in water um, for the first bit of my own. And then I, would, then I got rid of that. And then I just had whatever was on offer, you know, like the Lucas said, sport or mm. water at the different drink stations. So I made sure that I sipped whatever was offered um, when I needed it. And um, just kept, so it was like keeping a... I just thought I want to keep it like um, just sipping. So it was like I wasn't ever letting myself get too dehydrated or anything like that. And I wasn't taking on gulps of things too much on board at, at, at one time. Um, so really looking back, I think if I'd have taken, a, you know, had a gel, I'd have probably run it a bit faster. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's my thinking now. I'm thinking, yes, that was, what a mistake. <laughs> because those last few miles when I was tiring, that that would have you know I would have needed a gel before that would have kicked in mm-hmm. to make sure I could plow through those last few miles at that you know my my super speedy pace. <laughs> you would, you would. So I mean, so along with that, how has your training, or how would you sort of attack your training now that would be different than sort of pre twenty twelve? Um, probably. Well, I did follow a plan that time which I'd not done really before. It was kind of a real wishy-washy kind of, oh, let's just get along, you know, trying to work out long run, you know, doing my shorter runs. But it, I did increase my mileage. So I mm. realised, like I'd set off on a run and I, I remember feeling one of the days I'd set off and even though I was a bit tired, I just sort of was, I felt like I was, um, I mean, don't get me wrong, not like the top elite athletes or anything. But for me, I felt like I was gliding. I was a bit lighter and bouncier and it was just flowing. And I'd not felt like that before. And when I looked at my watch, my pace was really good. You know, normally that would feel like, God, you know, really exerting myself and mm. at max effort. But it felt really great. It just suddenly kicked in. But it'd be, but it's not always like that. You know, it's just, um, and now I'm back to obviously just a reasonable fitness level, running reasonably well, you know, just, and that's okay for now. But I know that if you wanted to pick it up, if you commit yourself and you really focus, um, then then it is possible. Anything is possible. 
Yeah, well, and I was just thinking about this as well, like the, um, like you were saying a bit earlier that, um, that you're now kind of looking at, you, you know, you're not, you're trying not to compete with, with a kind of a younger version of yourself that you're just sort of running yeah. for running sake sort of thing. But it, that must be really, really difficult, you know, to, to, you've got that time in your head. Is yeah. it, is it difficult? <laughs> I know. <laughs> is it difficult it's there. To get it? I know. It's just there, isn't it? Uh, I know. And I did used to think I can definitely go and run that and I can run it faster. And then just life, you know, just, you just got life things going on. And, and then each year I'd sit by and I'd think, oh, I'll do it next year. But then there was just something else that would happen. And I thought, well, you know, actually that's more important. I've got to focus on that. And so, yeah, so really eating away deep inside is that urge of, I know I can be that time. I just don't know when. It'll have to be some kind of miracle when I'm <laughs> when I'm like 60 or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, because the man who finished in front of me, he was like, I followed him all the way around and I didn't realise, but it was this like amazing runner from pool runners or some uh, um, mm. running club. And he used to be a really fast marathon runner in, when he was younger. And he was still really fast then and he must have been about 70. So, wow. Yeah. You know, but he was really fast when he was younger. So mm. having that base, I imagine just each year he's just continued. It's consistent, isn't it? He's just continued to keep um, a good fitness level um, rather than, you know, like when you hear people sometimes are signing up to do the, a marathon and then they might not run for the rest of the year. So you never really, uh, to me, I think it's best to run all the time, but you can kind of reduce it a little bit, you know, mm. have easier, easier months, but still run. And then you, if you always maintain a decent fitness level, then you can always pick it up or, or drop it down, you know, but just keep that, you know, consistent, you know, deep, just keep it going, keep ticking over and then you decide where you want to go with it. Yeah, I think that's eminently sensible. I think also um, one thing that I found with you, because I follow you on Instagram, um, is that you have been so inspiring in terms of strength and conditioning. And it's something that like you've you sort of peppered your feed with, like throughout lockdown and stuff like that, that you were doing like little bits of kind of just stuff that, that we could do in our living room and things like that. Um, and obviously that's so important for runners to kind of, to make sure that they're doing that every week as well, well for everyone to do sort of work on their strength and stuff. What made you get into that? Um, I, well, I've always enjoyed years ago, even, you know, I used to go to like, South Leeds Leisure Centre and join in circuit class, tra- you know, circuit classes or, um, enjoyed bits of boxing at South at Hunslet Club, or um, so I've always been interested in just I just really that getting stuck in. Just let's do it. Let's just do this. You know, no faffing about. You know, no messing about. <laughs> and and then um, I don't know. Yeah, and then over the years, I've just tried different things. And one of the main places that I re- that really changed how I felt about it was I went down to the foundry in Vauxhall in London and I remember just thinking I'll just go down there I felt a bit nervous but you know I was just going on my own and walking towards it I ended up chatting to this other woman who it turns out that she lives like 15 minutes away you know 10-15 minutes away and we were talking about trainers would you believe and we both <laughs> so we both more or less come from the same area to go to train at this place and yeah and then and that was it and then we realized that we'd probably been passing each other in supermarket like every week (laughs) or on high street and not really realized it so then we started training together sometimes as well so you never know you're going to meet at these places and then um but yeah it was I just loved it because it was all circuits of it wasn't about just basic 
you know, here's some dumbbells and that's it. You're just going to do these exercises. We got to flip tires. We got to lift sandbags and we got to hit this big tire with like hammers and, oh, and it just felt so good. And I absolutely <laughs> loved it. And then just so I would, that would be the highlight of my week. If I could manage to get there somehow, I'd, it would just sort of see me through for another week, even just one, just one session with, and just, you know, just as a drop in. And um, yeah, it was, and everybody was all different ages, different fitness levels. And that was, that was the great, great thing about it. It didn't matter what you look like, what you were wearing. You just got in there and got stuck in. And <laughs> So, so then that kind of progressed to, I actually met somebody called Holly there and she ended up encouraging me to go and try out a CrossFit class, which I've always wanted to try out. But again, I just thought, oh, I'm not a CrossFitter. So they all look like they do like 100 reps of everything and I just won't be able to do that. And they go, oh, power lifters. And, and then, um, and I realized, and she, she, she was teaching at Blitz in, um, in Twickenham and I ended up going down there and she taught me how to you know do rope climbs and I remember that was the place where I got to do the pegboard so like you're climbing up the wall like by sticking you're pulling out a peg and you're sticking it in and climbing up the wall oh my god and it's just amazing I mean I'm not doing any of that now so I'm like I need to (laughs) I need to take my own advice and get back you know get back into doing some of these free trials (laughs) to take advantage of because I'm doing little bits and I'm doing um mainly like pull-ups and um, chin-ups and things and dips at the park when I take my daughter to the park Mm. and you start doing more body weight stuff and over lockdown I really focused on doing push-ups and it was amazing the difference I felt from doing them I was doing them every single day and yeah my whole technique was just so much better and I felt so much stronger for doing them so so that with combined with running worked really well but um, and I've noticed that the, because I've been doing very little um, strength training recently uh, over the past year, I'd say, you know, since and, and especially since everything else has kind of opened up, mm. um, I've noticed that's when I'm getting twinges with my running. You know, I'm oh, actually yeah. noticing I felt so much better when I was feeling stronger as a whole and my posture and and just moving, you know, the range of motion that you're getting when you do other exercises from just running yeah. is so beneficial. So rather than just going, you know, that, that forwards stride, that movement, you know, just doing things that are sideways and, you know, and all your lateral lunges and things and just, and keeping your back strong. So mm. because I've not been doing deadlifts where I used to do loads of deadlifts and I loved it, it was my favorite exercise. I'm now back to doing, I just tried to do some this week and I'm um, sort of, you know, to lift 60 K 60 kilograms is okay you know but before that I was you know I was PBing at like 100 I could do 100 definitely and I'm thinking that again I'm supposed to competing with my younger self here I'm <laughs> I can lift 100 if I if I stick to it I can I can you know get through this but I'm being sensible that I can't just um pick up where I left off I've got to strip it right back down lift a weight that I feel like I can do m- more reps at and get comfortable with that first and then maybe increase the weight and reduce the reps that I'm doing and and build it up but I've got to be doing it more consistent to be able to do that I think that just for now I've just got to settle for just doing as and when I can you know just yeah. trying to get that movement and that feeling back again because definitely as I get older I, I want to feel strong I don't want to feel like you know and just you know I want to have good grip strength good balance um you know and, and try and have a decent posture 
you know, it's just all things that really can affect you as you get older, I think. Mm. And it's, it's really important. It's not actually about a certain, you know, looking a certain way. It's about how you feel and the benefits of it as you age. So I really want to focus on that. And in a way, my goal is to still run always, but run maybe less and increase my strength because I think that I will benefit from that. My whole well-being and my, you know, strength, fitness overall will be better for me like that long term. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think um, I mean it's just it is just so inspiring. It really it's it's honestly really inspiring to to kind of check out your feed because, you know, although I mean sometimes there's like um, videos of you doing pull ups that for me is unobtainable. But it's like looking at it and just going, oh my goodness me! And I like show my husband. I'm like, look at that! Look at that! Look at what she's doing! It's incredible. But then the next one down will be you doing like donkey kicks on a park bench. And yeah, I, I do. That. I was doing some the other brilliant. day. They're, and they're, they're an exercise that it doesn't matter how fit you are, they're always difficult, they're always hard. Because what, what you'll do is you'll just might be doing more sets of them or more, more, you know, more reps at a time. But they're such a good exercise to do. I can't, uh, you know, recommend them enough. It's just really simple. You know, if you see a bench with, when you're out running, just stop and use it because you can do a quick round, you know, like so many reps three times round or something and then carry on your run or even just do doing one set it's just something and it just varies that movement from just running mm. so then you feel strong you want you want to feel strong in your upper body as well um and, and everybody can do them but you just stri- strip it right back and just start off by doing one you know and then and building it up and you know it's not going to happen overnight it just takes patience like you're running you know when you first yeah. start running you can't run a marathon straight off you've got to be able to just think right I've got to do this each time I go out or each time I see a bench, I'm going to try and do it. Or, and when you're at the playground with the kids, don't just, you know, I, although you, I appreciate you'll be exhausted and you want to sit and just watch them play, you know, just get on their monkey bars, you know, get out of the way, kids. It's my, I used to try to joke with my daughter. I'd always say, when there was just me and her in the park, I'd say, come on, get out of the way, kids. It's my turn, you know, and just, <laughs> just try and, I'd always try and use them because I thought otherwise that might be my own chance to, train that day you know so just using those monkey bars or I'm um, trying to do a handstand against a board you know like if they've got a board against um you know any climbing frames or anything sometimes they've got like a uh, a climbing wall board sometimes yeah, yeah use that and just try and go into a handstand and just hold it you know just have your feet I can't do a free handstand you know just that would be a disaster <laughs> but I could do it and keep you know kick up and have my legs against it and then again, it's just something that you can do while you're out and about. And actually, some, a lot of the times kids join in as well, you know, and they actually quite like it. They end up doing it a lot better and yeah. a lot easier. They make, it, <laughs> they make it all look far too easy. But it's just nice. It's just nice to keep going. Um, something that I don't do enough of is stretching and yoga and all that kind of thing. And I know that I should do. And I know it's fantastic. But I just don't seem to get time to do that. <laughs> but that's again another thing that I want to add into it when I've got more time. Oh, it's tough. It's, it's definitely tough, especially when you've got kids to kind of, you know, get all these sort of loose ends and, and put well, them together. Well, sometimes you run is the only time you've got. So if you've used your 45 minutes or your hour or whatever you've got, you run, then it's like, that's it. You've got no time to stretch. You've got to get in there, make tea. You've got to do, <laughs> you know. So, so really, I, sometimes I've found say if I flicked through Instagram I've thought oh gosh I'd really love to do that exercise or I'm gonna or I'd screenshot something thinking I wanted to try that workout and I mm. never get around to doing it I never because I've always I've got this like never-ending list because I get inspired but then I think but I haven't got time today I've already done a run when am I going to fit that in I'd have to just be awake all night um 
but it, but it is nice to see other things and give you ideas. That is a good positive thing that can come from it. Um, yeah. And like you mentioned in lockdown, you know, when, um, you know, with sort of doing a few kettlebell exercises, it kept me going. So it was really nice to be able to think, well, I'm going to be doing this anyway. So if anybody wants to join in, you're more than welcome. And um, so, so it was good. But yeah, I've had to, I've not been using them recently either. So I've really got to take my own advice and get lifting again. Yeah. Yeah. So, so has that attitude towards exercise, has that changed over the past sort of like 10, 20 years? Like you seem sort of quite like pragmatic, quite sort of, you know, if, if I can get it in, I'll get it in kind of thing. Isn't yeah. It? And I do, I do kind of try and make sure I get it in, you know, I'd rather go for a run than a night out. Definitely. Usually, you know, it's just <laughs> because it's just, you know, yeah. Um, it's like a habit, you know, it's part and it's like a way of life. So for me, for me not to do anything is it really um, does make a difference to me, you know, to, to how I feel um, j- just with that. And, you know, you feel more sluggish or I do, you know, like if I don't do much training, I just feel, start to feel slower. I feel mm. more sluggish, feel a bit more miserable, you know, just whereas I just feel like I'm more focused and I get more done when I've, it, in a way, even though I've used that hour, say, to do a run, I actually get more done in the rest of the day when I've been running as well because, um, yeah, I'm more efficient. I feel like my body and my mind are really working more efficiently. You know, so. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. A run and a pint of coffee and I can do anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but um, I'm interested to to know how you coped with pregnancy because obviously that kind of that pulls us back doesn't it and means that we can't do the training that we want to do um and then you've got you know post-pregnancy you've then got lots of demands on your time and you you know sleep and all that sort of thing but and also on top of all of that it's kind of how you see your body how you look at yourself in the mirror because you change and I think you know for you as a model and an athlete the, the kind of the changes to your body I you know, how, how, how did you cope with that? How did you cope with a kind of that um, you big overwhelming well, you, don't, you don't get time to look at <laughs> the mirror normally, do you? It's like just you're out and you, you need to say, oh my God. And you're like, I didn't even brush my hair. You know, and you just like realise, <laughs> just put a hat on. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I ended up, um, obviously just thought, I'm just going to carry on as normal. You know, that was my like, right, got to plough through this, you know, just got to keep going. And it's just, I mean, that's the way I am anyway with everything. I've got to like, just, just keep going. And I ended up getting, um, well, I trained throughout pregnancies, but I did change it depending on how I felt when I was more from like six months onwards, you know, when, when your body's, you know, when you start to feel heavier. Mm. Um, so, but I did run up until I felt like I, it wasn't comfortable or I just was feeling like mm, not quite sure now and then I ended up cycling or I'd still go and do some weights but I'd do them a bit lighter um but because I'd been training beforehand it was like something that I felt like it would be strange for me to not carry on with it it would be for my body you know because it was something that I'd always done so it, it was just a case of adapting so just carrying on so again I definitely recommend that if people get into training before well before they're pregnant then that's something that then probably feel comfortable depending on what medical advice they've received but also about you knowing your body as well um to just 
is carry on exercising and just be sensible, you know, and just strip it back a little bit and, um, you, you know, not as many miles or you're not going to be pushing, you know, you're not going to be doing sprinting sessions all the time or you're not going to be trying to get a PB deadlift, you know, it's just, but you could still definitely do um, weights and things like that if you've been already training and, and work on postural exercises. Thing, that's what I used to do. I used to definitely work on things that would, because, you know, when you've had a baby, you're always hunched over breastfeeding or, you know, just, just trying to rock them to sleep or mm. and um, lifting and carrying. So it was really important for me to do exercises that really, you know, f- focused on making sure my back was going to be strong um, and opening out, you know, opening out the chest and, um, and all, all exercises for that. So it was just, yeah. And then when I, when I did have my children, I had a running buggy. It was the best um, investment I ever made. Yeah, definitely. Because without that, I wouldn't have, I, w- I would have been stuck, really stuck. So it would have yeah. been a completely different story. I wouldn't have been able to go running when I did. Um, so, so, so I just used to run everywhere. And I'd load it up with shopping. So then that became my, um, again, you know, my strong, it was like a strongman session then, you know, I've got my prowler, you know, it was great. <laughs> and, but then also they were, you know, my children were comfortable, you know, if they were outside, we could, we didn't have to um, be messing about with car seats and things like that and trying to park. So it did, it was great. I, I really loved having um, a running buggy. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was just fantastic. It, it was, gave me a real freedom even if I just wanted to sort of power walk with it or, or run to the shops or run to, you know, to nursery or whatever we were doing. Um, if they wanted to fall asleep, they could fall asleep, you know, because it, they were really comfortable in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if the weather's bad, you know, I'd got the rain cover down and, it, and they were fine. So I just thought it was quite a cool way to travel, really. They were going <laughs> like everywhere at top speed, you know. Like. <laughs> but uh it just oh, it really the only downside of it is that they would wake up and I'd have just finished a run, for example. You know, they'd nod off, they'd nod off. I'd go for my run while they were asleep, and then they'd wake up full of beans. And you'd be thinking, Oh gosh, I could just do it the sit down now. <laughs> and then you'd get them out and go in the park. But so, really, it was just a case of it, it, it def- definitely changed my life in that time. Yeah, yeah. absolutely loved having a, having a running buggy. But now, so now your children are a little bit older. Yes. So you can't cram them into a buggy anymore. No, I know. So it's hard <laughs> because they don't want to run. The more I talk about running, the more they don't like running. You know, well, I was going to that... ask about that. You must be inspiring them somehow. What? <laughs> no, not at all. Where have I gone wrong? I've tried my best. You know, and I've tried to just do it as in, you know, let them kind of just see you doing it. You're a good example, all those things. Just gently encourage, you know, do you want to go this? Do you want to come on? or even watching other people doing park run mm. tried the um, junior park runs no not interested you know it's just like <laughs> but they have done it they have done it in the past and I always feel like hopefully I've planted a seed and it'll be one day it will blossom you know um and the highlight for me at the last London marathon that I did was that my neighbour she was so kindly she brought brought them down to watch me because oh. they'd not normally been at the finish not not when they were older and and they and I wanted them to see everybody, the whole range of people that did it, and the people that were dressed up, and the people who were struggling to get over the line, the people who were sprinting across the line. And so I'm really grateful that that um, my neighbour Jane took them down because so she went down with her kids as well, and they all had a great time. Um, so and and actually they they'd made a sign for me, oh. saying, "Yeah, go, mum," and, re- and they've been cheering me. And for some reason, I was looking at the opposite side. I'd got it wrong, you know, where I, they were going to be in the grandstand at the end. 
So for me, that was going to be really special. And I'd, I'd completely cocked up where, <laughs> the, the, the thought of where they were going to be. And I was looking, I was searching the crowd, thinking they're going to be there, they'll be there. And they were, they were shouting oh, no. at the opposite side and they were waving the signs and everything. They said, you didn't see us, Mum. You didn't see us. <laughs> oh, no. so, so, yeah, after all, yeah, I ran all that way thinking I'm going to see them at the end. I'll see them and, and I didn't. I ran straight oh. past them, looking oh. the other way. <laughs> but were they um, impressed with you? Were they, did they, were they kind of, did so. they Yeah, you? I think yeah? so. I mean, you know, it's just, back east, you know, you're just the mum, aren't you? It's like, <laughs> they are for about two minutes and then it's just like, oh, have you got anything to eat? Oh, we, you know, we're going home now. We're we doing this, you know, what? So, you know, just, you know, normal life resumes. And oh, um, yeah, yeah. That, that moment of joy and that ecstatic feeling of achievement just vanishes. It really does, doesn't it? I know. And it, yeah, particularly if you're not the one that's won it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've got to win the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, no, it's, it, so it was really special. And, and I will always, I've always encouraged them to just to, just to try things. Um, but yeah, so far, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, the, um, I'm definitely not being the sort of, as good a role model at running as I thought I was going to be. <laughs> oh, you're planting yeah. that seed. You must so, have planted that seed. So um, I, th- yeah. I think you're doing what you can do, aren't you? Yes. So, so will you be running the London Marathon next year, do you think? Oh, I don't know yet. I just feel like I've, real, I've just decided to just completely ease off with everything um, and just see. I think with everything being all, it just seems like an endless uncertainty. Yeah. Um, I just thought, yeah, just, yeah, we'll just have a breathing space and just see what happens. Yeah. I mean, I'll obviously always run and, I, and I'm sure I will be signing up to do some events in future and I'll definitely be helping to raise money and awareness for charities. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'll just see. I don't, I'm just trying to sort of focus on now rather than yeah. what ifs or shall I do this? I'm just thinking, do you know what? Just get through today and, and live in the moment more that's what I'm trying to do that's kind Mm -hmm. of rather than wishing my life away or planning so far ahead that I don't really get time to enjoy what's happening right now and then you have this focus on park run do you reckon you're going to get to 100 before Christmas yeah I know because I couldn't go on Saturday I was on a roll and then I couldn't go I was like oh no so I'm on 97 yeah and all being well I'll be there this Saturday so it's, it's looking good it's looking good. I'm just going to go for it whenever I get the chance. I can't wait for Christmas Day because, it, you know, if I've got a chance to get there before Christmas Day, I'm just going to get get in there and get that 100. Yeah. I'm so eager. I'm so impatient for that now. Um, but if I, I have got a bit of breathing space, if I have to miss one as well, that's quite good. Quite a, you do. Yeah. You do. <laughs> and you'll get your 100 T-shirt. Uh, well, I'm not. Yeah, that's great. But it's just the mo- it's 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 knowing it's knowing that you've done it for me. It's all yeah. in, it's all in my mind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my own little personal challenge. <laughs> Do you remember your first park run? Um, I remember. I, I, I remember that. Um, I actually mentioned it on a park run podcast recently. The Ray Coward was always the run director at um, my local park run. Somebody had, a lovely park runner had handed my Blackberry in. That was shows how many years ago it was. Because <laughs> uh, I'd been doing the British military fitness in the park. The oh, city, yeah. And, um, but I'd always wanted to go and do park run. And then somebody had handed it in and I ended up retrieving it from him and realised that everybody's really nice at park run. And you know what lovely people runners are. And, yeah. Yeah, so I remember... I can't remember the exact first one. I just remember 
that I think because there's been that many of them, but I just remember that it's been really impressed at how well organised it is. Yeah. The amount of people that are there and it's just so well organised because you just see everybody like turn up and there's this huge crowd of people and then suddenly, you know, off they go and then everybody disperses at the end and, and it's like they've just vanished. It's yeah. just, you know, they, you know, there's some people might hang around for a coffee or whatever, but it's just, you just, it's like little ants that suddenly come from every direction <laughs> to the start line out of nowhere and um yeah it's just it's just really good it's a really good thing and and I think a lot of people did miss that over the lockdowns um yeah. it, just even sometimes just going to watch it and cheer other people on or um there's lots of people who week in week out are the volunteers you know they I enjoy volunteering at Parkrun but some people are doing it all the time out there and they they might not be able to run and they just love going and watching everybody else and supporting everybody else so there's a whole it, yeah it just brings a whole lot of different people together in a really welcoming way and there's you know no you know you're not judged for anything about you how you look your speed or anything you know you can go and walk it I just think it's just a really great thing that it's just there and so accessible for people and it doesn't cost anything you know it's just yeah. It's an amazing thing. You can dip in and out of it. There's no pressure. I think that's where it is. You know, the Mm -hmm. only pressure really is is whatever pressure you put on yourself. If you want to do it faster or if you want to, I don't know, go off and try doing another park run in a different area. You know, you've got to get up extra early then and make sure that you're there. I normally get there about 30 seconds before it starts. And and just normally like, oh. (laughs) Oh, that's brilliant. Um, I guess uh, my very last question, I just want to know um, when your next run's going to be. Hopefully today. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And actually, I've not got a great deal of time to fit one in, but if, I, I'm going to make myself go definitely just for probably about five miles. Lovely. The one. Yeah. And then hopefully this Saturday will be number 98 park run. <sighs> How I've exciting. got to make myself go. It's going to be freezing as well, isn't it? It's, it's going to be really so cold. cold. Yeah, really I'm, I'm, cold. Are you, are you a, do you prefer cold weather or hot weather when you're running? Hot, actually. I'm just, I suffer I so badly in cold. I have really cold hands yes. and feet. So. Yeah, I do. And it's just, it doesn't get any easier. And it's it's like once they've gone, your fingers, they're just, they're like that they're for gone. about an hour. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I did boot camp this morning and I was wearing about four layers and gloves and a hat. And, oh, wow. yeah, and I still got cold fingers driving back so they still went white and it's like oh god yeah. Yeah. oh yeah I'm impressed so you've done boot camp right I really need to get out running today then. <laughs> making me feel lazy yeah I've got to try and fit it in because I know I'll feel better for it but I've just sort of yeah yeah it's kind of got a bit way way laid today a little bit yeah so that'd be to... my fault sorry about that <laughs> that's all right that's all right yeah I'm, again I'm, I know because I'd put on my Instagram years because I've been doing a lot of talking about running and not as much doing so I've really <laughs> got to change that I've got to get back into my flow um and try and make sure that I get out there earlier in the day I think the later I leave it in the day depending on what I'm doing then uh, I sometimes don't go and I yeah. used to be really good at making myself go at whatever time but yeah, I'm not, I've not been as good at that recently. So I do, you know, I get it when people say that. <laughs> yeah. I have to go early doors before I can even tell myself not to do it. I have to sort of yes. go before I can think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You just got to do it. Yeah. Oh, well, I hope you have a lovely run. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have my gloves, gloves yeah. and hat and that's, Put your gloves yeah, on. leggings are out now. I was trying to hang on to shorts as long as possible, but even they've had to go now. No, no. So leggings, leggings <laughs> all the way. <laughs> Thank you for listening. 
Do please email us at wrpodcast at anthem.co.uk with any questions or any running stories as we'd love to include them in a future podcast. This podcast was recorded over Zoom. The editor and composer was David Newman. Please hit like and subscribe. That way you won't miss the next episode. Don't forget to sign up to Women's Running Magazine this January for just two ninety nine a month. Just go to shop.womensrunning.co.uk and enter the code JAN22WRPOD at the checkout. Happy running! Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com.